a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Since the days of Caesar Augustus, all people have celebrated by joy the great joy which shall be to all people. For unto us was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And on this day, at least in the calendar of our year, we affirm the glory of our God by the laughter of our children. Every nation, according to its character and its taste, by some gift of gaiety, has enriched the tradition of this our solemnest festival. And because America is what it is, we are the fortunate heirs of the accumulated customs of almost 2,000 years of keeping Christmas. The best songs that have been sung are sung by us. The best games that have been played, we play, and the best stories ever told are ours to tell. The storytelling has persisted as a Christmas ritual, in spite of the printing press. A ceremony as hilarious and as serious as hanging the stocking, dressing the tree, and kissing under the mistletoe. And because Christmas is first of all for children, Christmas stories are fairy stories first of all. It is mildly surprising that the best of them all, which we're telling again for you tonight, is for everybody and turns out to be a ghost story. I have endeavored, writes its author on its title page, I have endeavored in this ghostly little story to raise the ghost of an idea which shall not put my readers out of humor with themselves, with each other, with the season, or with me. May it haunt their houses pleasantly, and no one wish to lay it. Designed, your faithful friend and servant, Charles Dickens. Marley was dead to begin with. There's no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it, and Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Scrooge knew he was dead. Of course he did. Scrooge and Marley were partners. I don't know how many years. Oh, he was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone, Scrooge. Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner, secret and self-contained. Once upon a time, of all the good days in the year, on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat busy in his counting house. It was a cold, bleak, biting evening, foggy with all, and he could hear the people in the court outside go wheezing up and down, beating their hands upon their breasts and stamping their feet upon the pavement to warm them. The door of Scrooge's counting house was open, that he might keep his eyes upon the clerk, Bob Cratchit, who in a cold and dismal little cell beyond worked at his ledgers. Twenty-nine, nine and carry two, thirteen, seventeen, seven and carry one, and... Close the door, Cratchit! Shut out that infernal noise! Yes, Mr. Scrooge! Confound that impudence. 
Uh, yeah, Cratchit. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. You ought to stop at Fothergill on your way home tonight and collect that 17 shillings and sixpence he owed me since Michaelmas and tell him I shall have the constable over here if he doesn't pay it once. Well, sir, Mr. Fothergill's wife is... Why do I care about his wife? I want my 17 and six. I I just thought it being Christmas... Christmas! Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Bob! Oh, Mr. Fred! Well, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you, Uncle. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Bah, humbug. Humbug? Christmas a humbug, Uncle? <laughs> I'm sure you don't mean that. I do. Merry Christmas. What right of you to be merry? What season of you to be merry? You're poor enough. Well, come then, Uncle. What right of you to be dismal? You're rich enough. Ah, humbug. Don't be cross, Uncle. What else can I be? I live in such a world of fools. It's Christmas to you, but a time for paying bills without money. <laughs> merry Christmas. A time for finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stick of his own holly through his heart. But Uncle. Nephew, keep Christmas in your own way. Let me keep it in mine. Keep it? But you don't keep it. Hey, let me leave it alone, then. What do you want, nephew? Christmas gift, I have no doubt. Oh.